Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's, Where's the, the lemonade? lemonade? Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, maybe. Some weeks it's lemon squares. Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah. <laughs> On today's episode, travel tips from Portugal. This week, we are actually broadcasting from Portugal. We sure are. We are in our resort of Praia del Rey, um, which is about, what, an hour? An hour north of Lisbon and about two hours south of Porto. Yeah, we are here, finally. Finally, yeah. It's been a a great trip so far. Um, Our trip has consisted of um, it being in the car a lot, which is what we planned on. Yeah, we... We decided to stay someplace central so that we can, uh, you know, head to where we want to and still stay in the same place. And so, yeah, which does make it so that we drive more, but we get to see more of the We've got to see the whole countryside of um, uh, Lisbon, Porto, all over, right? All over Portugal, which has been great. And um, we're only halfway through the trip, so it's been wonderful. And today we decided... Um, to talk about some of the places that we've been and then also some travel tips that we got. That's right. But first we want to talk about why are we in Portugal? What led us to choose Portugal for our trip? Do you remember? Uh, I do, yeah. It was a canceled, a canceled trip to Iceland last year at this time because of COVID. That is correct. Why didn't we go to Iceland now? I don't know. <laughs> I started thinking about that last night. Yeah, I don't I think, know. That's a good question. You know what? I think it's because it's a super active vacation, and I don't think we didn't know if I was going to be up for it yet. Oh, from your surgeries yeah. and things. That's right. So I think that's why. It's very active vacation, the uh, the Iceland one. So anyway, we had traded in points for a seven-night hotel certificate, which is how Marriott works, or at least how it used to work. They don't it doesn't do that work anymore. It doesn't work anymore that way. Um, and we had this certificate when we canceled our trip to Iceland. We could not get those points back, but the certificate was good for a year. So we had to use this Category 5 Marriott certificate by July 1st. And so we went on a search. Do you remember when we did this? I do. A long time ago. I do. We went on a search because some Category 5 hotels in some parts of the world are just, just, they're just okay. There's normal hotels. And in some parts of the world, it's a really nice resort. So we searched on the Marriott app, Category 5 hotels in the world. And we came down to about <laughs> 10. Yep. Uh, 10, 10 different ones that we said, hey, that's a really nice resort uh, that, you know, we could spend a week at. Yeah. So, and then we thought, you know what, Portugal, you speak Portuguese. It's someplace that I've heard is amazing. Um, it has not let down. It, it's been it's been great it's so been far. Great. So that's how we ended up here in Portugal is Category Five Hotel. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and we're glad we're glad that we did because so far we have seen um, the northern part, northern and central part of Portugal, absolutely gorgeous. Um, it's not supposed to be the rainy season, but it's been a little bit of rain every day. It has, it has, but it hasn't really impacted our trip. There were some um, funny incidents with rain and running in the rain to get out of it. Yep. But, and then 10 minutes later, it'll be completely sunny and warm. So, yeah. So, right. our first day, we drove up to Porto 
And um, Porto is known for port wines, which we don't drink. So we're like, well, why are you going to Porto? Well, because it's beautiful. It is beautiful. It's a big city. Um, I wouldn't want to spend several days there, but I'm glad we spent, we spent about a day and a half there and kind of checked everything off our list of things we wanted to see there. Um, but no, it was beautiful. Most definitely a walking city uh, downtown, yep. uh, right along the river. Uh, so yeah, great, great town to visit. You should go visit. If you want to hear more about our trip to Porto, we, we're kicking off a travel uh, video specifically for Porto, and we'll make sure that's available. And then we spent about half a day. Oh, wait, I almost forgot. What's that? That I dragged you to that bookstore. Oh, the for, bookstore. We waited for an, about 45, 45 minutes, minutes in yeah. line to go into this bookstore. Now you may be wondering, why would you wait 45 minutes? Because Paige loves books. Well, I do love books, but I would never wait. to. I, you, typically now I listen to them on Audible. <laughs> I, don't, I don't buy books anymore like the actual, the actual physical uh, books. And you just go to Amazon and order whatever book you I want. Do. So I why just, do you yep. want to go to this bookstore so bad? Well, it was on the list of things to do in Porto. Okay, so there so, you go. There you go. Um, it is. It, it was said it was this amazing bookstore that was supposedly the inspiration or part of the inspiration um, of how Harry Potter came to be. That um, J.K. J.K. Rowling, Rowling yeah. went there and fell in love with this bookstore and kind of gotten an idea and. She might have written some pages there. That's All I know there. is the bookstore is milking that puppy like there's oh no my tomorrow. No, seriously, marketing geniuses, this company. Absolutely. They, you have to pay to get in. So it makes it worth something, not just going in. Yes. And then they advertise, hey, J.K. Rowling, use this as the inspiration. And the line was like two or three hours to get in by the time we got out. But seriously, genius. Every single person that walks into this store pays to go into the store like it's genius so and then if you buy a book you that uh, the entrance fee goes towards your book um but it's just a hundred percent conversion rate of people walking into your store like it's absolutely genius <laughs> and yes it is packed because if they didn't charge i can't even imagine what it would be like um anyway oh it would be empty because there would be no value <laughs> Because everyone, it's, no, it's everyone people, sees people, the line and goes... Oh, I can buy tickets to go into this well, bookstore. Wait, wait, I wait, should wait. do that. Why is everybody in this line? We do that. Yeah, we see a line. Absolutely. Even today we saw a line. I'm like, what's that line for? Yeah. <laughs> maybe we should charge money to uh, to come to our house. Maybe. maybe. Let's and, start a line. And put it on Viate or, yeah. or Travelocity yeah, or something. So do you do you regret going to that store? No, no. It was super cool. It was very like cool. Like I say, check out, check out our, our video on it um, on YouTube. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But after that, we drove to a town called Coimbra, and it was a delightfully charming little, oh my goodness. Yeah, So charming. Was. Loved it. We went to the uh, botanical garden there, which was fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's a very old botanical garden, yep. originally put in by monks and now run by the University of Coimbra, which is a university that's like six or 700. Uh, pretty, pretty incredible. I mean, when we're here in Europe, we have to remember... Things are really old. <laughs> yes. Older than us. Older than us. <laughs> and that's really old. That's really but old. Older than older than like all of the United States. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, not even which, a competition. Yeah. Which is pretty incredible. But at the same time, when we told people, Hey, we're gonna drive up to Porto and then over here and there, they're like, 
That's like going to take you a week. Yeah, they, yes. When we rented a car at the airport, she was like, you're driving to all those places? We're like, we're from the United States. She's like, oh, okay. Like, then she got it. She was just like, you guys drive everywhere. We're like, yeah, we we have no problem hopping in the car and driving 10 hours to see our grandkids. Like, don't even blink. Okay, now some travel tips that we've learned over the years. We've been uh, married for almost 11 years now. And in those 11 years, we've got to travel a lot because of my work or points that I've saved up. So we've had a lot of fun. Um, it's been a little rusty for us because of COVID. Oh, poor us. I know, but no, we, we had a lot of fun traveling. But there's some things that we remembered um, on this trip that we said, oh, yeah, we should tell people about this tip that, that we've had. Absolutely. And most of the things happen before you even leave. Yep. All right. So you start with the first one because you you do this. Oh, the, the, the first one. So um, if once you've found the destination where you want to go, check neighboring airports um, on, um, on cheaper flights. This is especially true if you've got several airports in the area like we have, Sacramento and San Francisco Airport, within like two hours um, of us leaving. Flights out of San Francisco are sometimes half as much as yeah. flying out of uh, Sacramento. Um, so check that out, and then you have to weigh the difference of driving into San Francisco, which is two hours instead of a half hour. Uh, but, you know, sometimes you have to play that game. You do, and then you also play the game of do we leave, if we drive to San Francisco or any airport for that reason, do you leave the car? Do you take an Uber? Do you rent a car? Which people are probably going, why would we rent a car to go to the airport? But I, yeah, I actually we found frequently that, do. Yeah, that if you look at how much things cost, it's sometimes cheaper just to rent a car one way from your local uh, Hertz or Avis or whatever and drop it off at the airport. Sometimes they charge you, uh, charge you a one-time fee or a, a one-way fee. Find that out before you rent the car. It may actually be cheaper to do that than to actually take an Uber or a shuttle or um, or to even leave park, your car there. Yeah, yeah. Parking your car. Yeah, it depends on the airport for sure. Some airports charge $25 a day or more, actually $35 a day to park your car there. So check that out. That's a good tip. Also, if you're on a long trip, we like to visit lots of different locations, but we hate lugging our luggage around everywhere or staying in a new hotel every night. It's not that we hate lugging our luggage. It's hate that we we don't like packing it back up yeah, because we are true. slobs when we're on a trip. <laughs> yes, we, we are. are. Like, it's bad. We're like, we're on a trip. It's not our bedroom. <laughs> Suitcase explodes all over the room. Yeah, I'm it's sure true. the people that clean the room just love us. I know. We. It's always so funny because, like, today when we came back, like, the bed is made and there's just our stuff everywhere. But the bed is made. It looks nice. Yeah. <laughs> our does. stuff is everywhere. So we like to stay in a central location that we don't have to pack up every two days and go to a new hotel. We like to pick a nice resort and stay at that we know, you know, has a great pool and restaurants. And and then we'll do day trips. Um, yep. um, and, you know, sometimes we can take a bus uh, to a day trip. Sometimes we rent a car. It all depends on where you're going and uh, how much flexibility you want to have. Absolutely. Yeah, we do that a lot. Um, and speaking of flexibility is the last tip on uh, before you go. Yep, to plan an itinerary, which we always do. But 
We are so flexible with that itinerary. <laughs> we really are. We really, we do not plan out minute by minute or hour by hour um, at all. We, we don't. We plan out usually a destination for our day. And we say, okay, we're going to go here. And then we look at what we want to do in that location. And sometimes that requires us buying a ticket in advance um, to go do something, right? Right. But, you know, we don't... Uh, we don't have every minute planned out. So if there are certain um, events or destinations that you're going to where the lines can get long and things like that, we do suggest buying tickets ahead of time. Absolutely. And that you want to lock in. But the other the other places you may want to visit that don't, you can be more flexible about. It reminds me of our time that we went to the Vatican. Mm-hmm. And when we booked a ticket online uh, with with a bigger tour, we got to cut the line. Right. Right. That saved us hours of time. So yes. do your research ahead of time. Yep. Right. We're not saying, oh, just fly by the seat of your pants. No, do your no, research not at all. ahead of time. Figure out, hey, they, you can pay more to skip a line or it can be part of a bigger tour to skip a line in these really popular places that you want to go. Right. So check those out. Make those your anchor points and then be flexible around um, the other the other parts that you have to do. Okay. Right before you fly, what do you do? You buy snacks. Yeah, we go to the grocery store, our local Winco, and we raid the snack aisle. Like little kids whose mom says, okay, you've been such a good kid this week, you get a snack. It's true. We always get Pringles because Pringles fit in your luggage and they don't get smashed. We always get Pringles and, and trail mix peanut M&Ms and peanut for me. M&Ms and granola bars. Just get things because you never know when you're going to be stuck on a plane, on a tarmac. It has happened to us multiple times. So we take snacks on our carry-on, and then we also put snacks in our suitcase. Um, you never know when you're going to be in a car and you can't find something to eat. Anyway, yeah. just today, we, to we were eating our chips today in the car. <laughs> um, and chocolate, I always have chocolate to eat. Um, yes, so get snacks. It, it's, it's a good tip. Now, another thing that we always do before we hop on the plane is we take a look at our seats on those apps. Yes, you do that. Right. I do do that. You do that. I don't do that. You do that. No. So if you, and this goes hand in hand, if you're not on a rewards or a miles program with whoever you're flying with, you should get that. You're just Shame throwing... on you is what he's saying right now. Shame <laughs> on you for not getting those points. You're throwing trips out the window, people. <laughs> That's right. Um, but go on the app and take a look at where your seats are and compare that to something like Seat Guru. Um, you can find out whether you're sitting in a good seat or not. Um, people rate the seats there, and uh, it, I found it very helpful at times. And you can change you can change seats. You can look and see what's available and what what seats they'll let you move to. So it says right there what you can what you can do. That's a good one. I wish I would tell you if you're going to sit next to someone, a certain someone. You could put in a, a profile. A certain someone. Well, maybe wow. someone that hasn't sh- showered in a week. Oh, okay. So we're getting a little personal. Have you showered? <laughs> Did you put deodorant See, on? Yeah, there should be a smell test. A smell test. <laughs> wow. A level of smell on one to 10. How smelly are how you? Smelly Good are smelly you? or bad smelly? They should rank them by numbers. Oh my that gosh. would be really interesting. It is true that when you're on, I mean, when you're on an 11 hour flight, which we were, that can get long when you, you know, but luckily, or unluckily, we had to wear a mask on this flight. Yeah, well, there you go. We, we uh, got on the flight and they said, here's your mask for the flight. We went, say what? 
Yeah, they made us wear a mask. So they made us wear maybe that helped keep the smells down. Yeah, maybe. All right, another another tip is make sure you have a battery charger, a portable battery charger. Okay, you don't really need this anymore. Well, our flight, our eleven hour flight on Lufthansa, um, did not have plugs. And we saw this, you saw this beforehand. You said our flight doesn't have plugs. And I'm like, get out of town. They all have plugs. Well, this one did not have plugs. It did not have plugs. So we quickly ran and found our portable chargers, which we haven't um, gotten out for a while. But it's it's actually good to have to have anyway. Right, because you never know if if the chargers are are going to work. I've been on several flights um, where they didn't work. And then I got off at the end of my flight, my phone was practically dead yeah i needed the gps for it or i needed a reservation number that was on my phone right so it's um, good to have it's frustrating it's good to have all right next one very very important download shows or books on your devices before you get on the plane now you may be going but i'm on a plane that has a entertainment, entertainment system. center and so it's going to be fun i'm going to watch all the movies i've missed recently folks we have a story to tell you the flight we were on for 11 hours, half of the monitors did not work the entire flight. And that is true. And the family uh, next to us with three little kids, three boys under the age of 10, um, did not have an entertainment system they to did play not. with. So They did not. Luckily, she had um, a tablet and she mm. gave the little one a phone. And, but they restarted the system uh, three or four times on the plane um, to try and get people... On trying to get their monitors working, and they never they never were working. So and guess what? They don't ground flights because the entertainment system's not working. <laughs> which is a good thing. That is a good thing. But I felt bad for anybody that went, you know, oh no problem. I'm gonna, you know, I was just re- relying on that. Right. So and make sure you've got the right um, headphones for all of your devices. Right. You know, because sometimes you've got different headphones for one thing or another, and. Yeah, my my wireless ones they die too quickly, so I don't rely on those for for long periods of time. This is an eleven hour flight, so anyway, make sure you've got your plug-in well on ones. this last flight. You slept a long. Time. I did, I did, yeah, like which eight is hours. abnormal for you. Very abnormal. I was so glad made made the flight go by really quickly. Yes, it did. <laughs> Maybe it's because you brought your own blanket. Ah, uh, yeah, I always have my airplane blanket with me. It's my airplane blanket and my movie theater blanket. That's the only time I ever use oh, that's it. That's right. Movies and airplane. So you never know what... The plane's either going to be 40 degrees or it's going to be 100 degrees. And <laughs> there's nowhere in between. No, never. Nowhere in between. And so be prepared. Even if it's 110 outside, bring a sweatshirt or sweater on the plane just to be more comfortable. Something that you can easily take off because yes, it can get absolutely. warm as well. Yep. All right, cool. Um... Last one, um, and the one that can catch people off guard is um, because of COVID, there's these new travel documents you have to carry around, whether it's your vaccine card or a negative test, whatever the case may be. Yep, check it out because it, it changes rapidly. Our, our flight requirements changed a couple days before. Um, better yeah. to be prepared. So, And we, we still have to test to get back to the United States. So we always order... Um, these specific ones online because it's so much cheaper than going to the airport or to a clinic. Yeah, at the airport, it's going to cost you 150 to $200 uh, to do the rapid test. Or you could do a rapid test that you could buy online. 
uh, three tests for $50. So pretty, pretty inexpensive. But it's a very specific test. So make sure you don't just buy any rapid test online. Make sure um, you look into it. Yeah. In fact, check out our website. We'll, we'll put the, the brand that we use. It's a pretty good brand. We okay. The next section is all about clothes. Is make sure you do your homework on where you are going and pack accordingly. Um, I mean, just like here, it is it's pretty warm here, but it has rained a lot on and off. So we have a, we packed umbrellas, we packed rain jackets, we packed shorts and pants. Yep. Uh, so you know, understanding also that the weathermen are not perfect, right? No, Mother Nature does what she will. She she does. So be prepared for that. Now also. Act light if you can, meaning not too many clothes. Right. Like, I mean, we have a very, very light rain jacket that we stuffed in there. And, you know, three pairs of jeans and three pairs of shorts or whatever. You know, just try and pack as, as little as you can um, while getting everything you need. This saves you more room for souvenirs going home. That is true. <laughs> that is true. And there's little tips like, um, I don't bring a blow dryer. Because literally every hotel we've ever stayed at ever have has blow dryers. And my blow dryer takes up a lot of space and it's heavy. So I don't ever bring a blow dryer. So just little little tips like that. that... Well, also bring power adapters too. Oh, yes. Power adapters. That's I a I mean, we, we have blown up um, electronic devices because the power here in Portugal is 240. Our adapter, our, our adapter did not do a conversion, and we blow, we you know easily you can blow up a curling iron or yeah. or hair dryer or something like that if, yep. if you use your. Another tip: bring proper shoes or sandals. Okay, let's talk about your our first trip. Let's talk about my evolution. <laughs> All right, let's talk about it because the evolution is pretty impressive. It huh? is. Okay, let's talk about first how many pair of shoes, pairs of shoe. No, pair of shoes, whatever. No, okay. How many shoes did I bring on this trip? Four shoes, two pairs. <laughs> that is correct. Now, Which, oh my goodness, that's amazing for you. I brought two pairs of tennis shoes. Really cute ones, of course. Um, but yeah, because they're, they're, they're super comfortable. People, no one's looking at your feet. If you're looking at people's feet, get over it. People need to be comfortable and not have blisters. And Except yes. if we're going to the opera or some special Oh, yes, thing. of course. I'm not going to wear tennis shoes to the opera. No, no. If we're dressing up for something. Now, the first time that we went on a trip. International trip. International trip. Uh, we went to London, Paris. And you, a little bit overpacked. A little bit? There was one full-size suitcase just for shoes. I did. I was packing, and you walked in, and you were like, what's going on? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I need these shoes for this outfit, and these shoes for this outfit, and these shoes. And you just kind of smiled. You didn't really say much. You just kind of, you needed to let me, you know, figure it out for myself. Do you know what was going through my head at that time? What? How am I going to get all these suitcases through the airport? <laughs> That's what was going through my head. <laughs> Well, that was the last time I did something like that. And over the years, I've gotten, so, I mean, so much better. It's not even funny. But people, I'm telling you, just pick your two most comfortable pair of shoes because that's what you need. Forget about cute sandals or cute. Don't even. Don't even. Well, especially if you're in Europe, especially in Portugal, we found most of the streets are cobblestone streets. Yes. Um, 
streets and sidewalks and everything. So yep. um, it was amazing walking through Porto. Everyone was wearing tennis shoes. Everyone. Businessmen, businesswomen, yes. tourists. Because they have cute everyone. ones now. I guess that's why. They do. They have cute ones now. But even um, today we saw a guy on the cobblestone, cobblestone streets that had flip-flops on, and he had to take them off because it just wasn't working. No, so, it was a disaster. It was. So, yes, just wear some, some comfy comfy shoes. Don't worry about Don't worry about the look. Okay, the next big area that we want to talk about is eating and restaurants and things like that. So one of the biggest ones, and this got us into trouble a couple times, is understand the local tipping customs. Not the tourist tipping customs. What are the local customs on tipping? Yeah, because in some places, they're offended if you tip. Um, Which I do not understand still, but I'll appreciate their culture. Yes, yes, they're offended because they're like, hey, I'm doing my job, I'm doing it well, I don't need you to tell me that I am. I don't know. It's weird. It's Basically, France is really the only place we've been to where they really are offended. Like, there's other places where they don't expect a tip, but they're happy if you give it to them. And you can find this easily online anywhere. Oh, yes. And in general, Americans are big tippers. Yeah. Everyone in the tourist industry knows it, but they don't expect it. Um, it's nice if it happens. Yeah, so so look, look... Look that up. All right. Now this one. This is a big one. Um, <laughs> this is where snacks come in play. Yes. You have to check and see. You know, in the United States, we're used to, if, if you know, Chili's is open from 11 till midnight, right? Like you don't have to think about it. No, that is not how it is in some countries. In Portugal, the restaurants are closed from 3 to 7. Closed. Yeah. You can't get dinner until after 7, you cannot 8 get dinner. No. And... Yes, we were running to the restaurant yesterday because it, we had to get there before they closed um, because we, had, yeah. we hadn't eaten lunch. And so we were like running to get there so that we could get our food. Anyway. And they literally closed while we were there. Yes, they, they did. They served us and then closed the windows and the doors yep. up. And we're like, oh. And they were counting the till. And yeah, yeah they opened back up at seven. And that is typical through the whole country. Now, I think at our hotel, we could probably eat all day long. I'm sure we can. Um, the kitchens don't, but we, but you're not there, right? You're not yeah. here to, to sit at your hotel all day. So check that out. Also, um, make sure you understand what kind of food is local and eat where the locals eat. Especially when you're visiting different cities, you can look ahead of time on what the local dishes are, things like that. Try them. It's part of the experience of Absolutely. visiting a foreign place. Yes. And if you're just looking for all the, oh, look, this has a bunch of tourists that may not be the restaurant you want to go to. You want to go to the local hangouts, the hole in the walls. The food's going to be cheap. It's going to be delicious. Um, and you can ask. The concierge will tell you, yes. hey, I want a local place. Yep. Or your Uber driver. They tend to be much more down to earth and tell you, hey, I eat at this one place. It's really cool. Right. Yes. D yeah. Totally ask the people at the, the hotel. We've been given tons of amazing, amazing tips. And... Um, on YouTube's or blogs before you go on your trip, people will say, oh, I ate here. I mean, we've done that lots lots yeah. of times too. And when you're trying these local places, you know, try the food. You don't have to Absolutely. eat it all, but at least try it. You may be surprised. You may, and you may not be, you may be surprised <laughs> how much you hate it. <laughs> yeah. We ate the sandwich in Porto that everybody eats the sandwich. You have to try it. And we did, we ordered one. The Francesca. The Francesca, we ordered one. Uh, it was disgusting. Um, you thought it was disgusting. I thought it was okay. You thought it was just okay, and I thought it was just gross. But 
But I'm glad I tried it. Like if I would have gone home not tried it, I would have been like, why didn't I try that but sandwich? At the at the same time, we tried a soup they call um, Aldron Verde. Oh yeah, that was very good. And that was very good, right? Yep. So you never know what things you'll like and what you right. Won't. And their egg tarts, their egg custard tarts are everywhere, and they are so good, so amazing. Again, listen to our uh, or watch our video on our travel to to Portugal. We talk about food quite a bit. Yes. Okay, so let's uh, talk about also, oh, here in Portugal, like in, in the United States, when the Olive Garden brings you the basket of bread, you're like, cool, free bread. Yum, 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 and yum, And what yum. do you do? You fill up on bread. You fill up on bread, and then they bring you more bread, and you keep eating more bread. Okay, so here, and we had found this on a YouTube channel, they said if they bring you bread or olives or butter on your table, you eat it. Pay for you it. You pay for it. And I'm, I, I kind of was like, oh, come on. They've got to tell you. Oh, no. no Every didn't. single meal we have had here, they bring the bread over and. And then they charge you for they it. They charge you for it. I mean, obviously, we've and, only paid for it a couple of times because we've gone, do we want to eat it or not? And it's not a lot, but they don't char- They don't tell you they're, that they're going to charge you. You say it's sneaky. I think it's just a cultural thing. Hey. I think it's sneaky. <laughs> it's, I think it's sneaky. It's one euro. Um, the one place it was three fifty. Okay, well. Anyway, I think it's sneaky. I think they could put it down and say, "Hey, just so you know, this is going to be three euro. Yeah, but Do you want it?" This is their culture. This is their culture. Right. So they're not really trying to be sneaky. It's their culture. Sneaky. So, sneaky. Okay. Whatever. So, but yes, I, but we have seen many, many people, and we have started doing it. If we don't want it, they set it down, and we go, "Oh, oh no, thank you. We're not having bread tonight." Yep, and they just take it back. Yeah, it's and no, it's big, no deal. big deal. So make sure, but. The butter costs too. Like if you're eating the bread and butter, the butter actually was the same price as the bread. So, and if you eat one piece of bread, you get charged for the whole basket. If you eat one piece of butter, so just so you know. All right. The other thing that's very different in in the United States, we drink a lot of water. It is true. Maybe that's why there's a drought in California. <laughs> we drink too much. We drink too much. We drink too, we much, drink water. too much water. That's you know, hilarious. No one carries around a hydro flask here. No one. No one, except American tourists from California. From California. Well, that's what those people said today at lunch. They said, oh, you guys must be from California if you're talking about saving water. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, we, we did because we had ordered water. That's another thing. You you uh, you pay for water. You and, pay for water. Um, and sometimes the water can be just as much as soda pop yep. or wine or beer. Yep. It's pretty amazing. And there was a little bit of water left in my water bottle they had brought me. And I w- we got up and I went, oh, wait, I got to finish this. You never leave water. And they were like, oh, you must be from California. And it was funny because we went, yeah, yeah, I guess people carry around their Hydro Flask 24-7. They do not hear. So how are the people in Portugal or actually lots of European countries? How are they not? How are they so dehydrated? How are they living? I don't know. <laughs> Don't know. Obviously, they don't. They don't have all of the the fear of dehydration that we have. We do. Year. We have a healthy fear of being dehydrated. Anyway, it's funny because literally we have not seen a hydro flask the entire time we've been here. No, nope, um, except for American except for tourists. yeah, a few American tourists. That's so funny. Now, also along water, make sure that you find out whether you can drink the local water or not. Um, most of the time, you can nowadays, especially in Europe. But there are some areas where you need to be careful. Just cognizant of that you can look that up on the internet anywhere and if they if you can't drink the local water most of the time the hotels will have water set aside for you okay 
Okay, some other tips. We talked a little bit earlier about how we like to stay in one location and then do day trips out. Several different ways you can do day trips um, going out. Take a look at a lot of the travel blogs that are already out there. They have great advice on whether you can take a tour or you drive yourself or you take a taxi or local transportation. Look at Reddit as well. Some great tips on Reddit on people um, just helping each other out and putting advice out there. They are even, I mean, so many pe so many helpful people. In fact, a lot of our um, activities we've done have been from people that, oh, here's my, my uh, one-day walking itinerary for Porto. We use that. So, yeah, check that out. That'll be super helpful. We actually like to rent cars because I love to drive in other countries. Yes, which actually we were talking to some people at lunch today and they were totally freaked out by that. They were like, you drive wherever you go? We were like, yeah, he does like to drive. I do. And so far, I have not gotten a ticket, which is a new thing for me. I normally get a speeding ticket. Oh, I was going to say, we did get a ticket today, but that was a parking ticket. A tonight. parking ticket. Yeah. That's a different kind of ticket. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that one's only like $2. Uh -huh. That's not like... <laughs> Oh, great. Now you ruined my streak. I was going to go. And so it doesn't matter if I speed anymore. I already got a ticket, so it doesn't matter anymore. Well, the car that we rented, it uh, you, when you put the cruise control on, it actually sticks with the speed, the speed limit. limit. It's actually kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, the speed limit changes and the car decreases its speed. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, so, yeah, we like cool. the flexibility of, of having our own car. So, but, you know, check it out. You can decide what you want to do. Well, this helps us uh, arrange our trips uh, more flexible. Yes. So. But you need to pay attention <clears throat> to, like here, there are toll roads like crazy. Yeah. So you either need change in your pocket or when you rent a car, you can get a transponder, like a fast pass or whatever, whatever it is in the, in the country. And um, it costs you a little bit to rent it each day, but... It could be well worth it if you're stuck and not knowing, hey, I don't have the right change. I wasn't able to change uh, cash at the airport, whatever the case may be. Right. So they're well worth it. Yep. Also look at trains and subway systems. You know, in the United States, we don't we don't typically use public transit very often, except for a couple of the major cities. But in Europe, it's, they're highly, highly effective and Utilize those. Utilize trains and subways. Especially and, in the big cities. Yeah. Their metros, uh, their subway systems are, are pretty good. So you Definitely. can get around pretty quick. You can. And parking can take lots of time and cost lots of money. So Yeah, Uber, like our parking ticket we got today. Yes. Uber can be your friend for sure. And a lot of times, even on this trip, we will go and park in a big city, someplace that we know. Like we parked at our hotel in Porto because we spent the night there. Um and we talked to the concierge we talked to the concierge and he said leave your car here because that's included in your stay and then take an uber downtown porto then you don't have to worry about it so we just ubered all over porto which ended up being cheaper than uh, paying for parking in yes the different places yes and we, we didn't have the hassle of trying to find parking and so but you can have a hassle of finding an uber you can right you can. that can be a problem yeah. too so. yeah hopefully hopefully not but yeah i guess that could happen Okay, our lemonade moment of the week has to do with lots of sore legs and and, and feet and um, we've done a lot of walking. Knees. We've done a lot of walking, and it was it was great when we were in Porto. Um, we'd had a long day of walking. We were tired. We were still kind of jet lagged. We went back to our hotel. We took a nap for a couple hours, and then we thought, do we just stay here and get room service, or do we go out? 
And you kind of encouraged me to let's go out, let's go, let's go by the river, the Duro River, and we had a fantastic evening. Oh, so lovely around the Duro, the Duro River, on the Porto side. It looked like on the Gia side as well was just as beautiful, lit up and gorgeous, and street performers. Yeah, playing romantic music. Yes, hey. all the all the outdoor cafes were just bustling with people, and it was so much fun. Yeah, we had a blast. So. Even if you're tired, make that last-ditch effort to get out there um, and just experience the nightlife of these big cities. It can be a lot of fun. Oh, yes. We're such nightlife experts. Well, you know, we didn't tell them about the clubbing we did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That'll be, you know, on Where's the Lemonade After Dark, our yeah. clubbing experiences. <laughs> if you like today's episode... Give us five stars on iTunes, Spotify, Google. And head to Facebook and like us. And check out our blog at wheresthelemonade.org. Where you can leave questions and comments. But most of all, go out and make some lemonade. You betcha, baby. Mm